It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Oklahoma City Thunder continue to lose over the weekend, and they continue to climb up the Tankathon rankings. Also, Gabrielle Deck made his NBA debut, and we're going to answer your mailbag questions. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunder Pod. Email the show, L-O Thunder Pod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. On today's show, brought to you by Locker Room, changing the way we talk about sports. We're going to recap the weekend that was. We're going to have our Power Ranking Roundup segment preview the week ahead, and get to your mailbag questions from both Twitter and Reddit. I, I do want to thank everyone also that's reached out over this past week uh, to let me know the support that, that you guys have for me and my family after Friday's show. That means a whole lot. Uh, we missed Monday's show. I told you about that on Twitter. Uh, but we, we should be back on a, on a pretty good plan of, of going back daily every single day as things kind of get more settled in. It's a bit overwhelming still right now, uh, but pretty soon we'll have a, a plan in place to to be able to maneuver this to be still be a daily podcast. But uh, again, on today's show, we're going to get to your questions. I wanted to kind of do a, a mailbag episode or two this week to kind of get that community uh, involved, get the community involved with this podcast again, because you guys have done so much for me over this last weekend. Uh, that's the least, literally the least I could do for all of you. But let's review the weekend because we have not gotten to talk about Thunder basketball in a long time because we recorded Friday's show before the Pelicans game even. So we're missing the Pelicans game also. Uh, so Gabriel Deck made his debut in the NBA and his first timeout after clearing quarantine, after doing all the protocols and getting the visa and things like that, his first timeout, he goes and defends Zion Williamson. <laughs> that is a tough task. That is a very tough one uh, to have your first assignment be Zion Williamson. He also makes a very great behind-the-back pass in this game. Like He showed off the flashes over this last weekend 
of that Draymond role player type of guy. That was the comparison that we had from overseas uh, media members and, and fans who watched him overseas. And it's lived up to that hype so far. He's looked, he's looked legit. He's looked like a legitimate NBA player in this short time. And I know it's a small sample size, but you know he had the 8.10 rebound game, the 11.6 rebound game a couple of days ago. He looks like he can be a quality defender while also being a bit of a playmaker. And that versatility is exactly what Mark has wanted since day one. We always go back to that opening press conference where he talks about he wants versatility and he wants guys that can run the floor at any position. And Deck is one of those type of players. I think that now that Deck has his feet under him, we can expect some more minutes out of him and some more starting level minutes from him. Now, maybe he's not necessarily in the starting lineup every single time, but the minutes, whenever you get the box score after the game, it's going to be you know 20 minutes, 25 minutes, 30 minutes for the rest of the season, I think, because he's gotten his feet under him now. He's kind of gotten more of that stamina back from that layoff period of traveling over here and quarantining and things like that. And the Thunders really want to see exactly what he can do. They want to make their evaluations on him. And you saw them give him a multi-year deal. And I'd be stunned if he goes back overseas next year. I think he's going to be in the NBA. I think he'll be with the Thunder next year. I think that that's kind of going to kind of be confirmed because for number one, he's been a good player so far and he's looked like he can be an NBA contributor so far. And number two, just this organization wouldn't do that to somebody. I don't think, I don't think they bring somebody over here in a pandemic for six games, eight games, nine games, whatever it will be the deck plays. They're not going to really do that to somebody. He's going to be here next year. And I think they'll have a great chance to survive way past that because he looks like a bona fide NBA role player. You did, you didn't find a superstar, but that's really hard to do. But you found a really quality role player. You found a really good upper echelon role player that could make a few spot starts for you. That, that could be that player who steps up from an injury and you don't drop off too much, right? I mean, think about how injuries have changed seasons that's just in this year alone and the Thunder's history of, of injuries. You can never have too much depth. And the closer that you can get your depth to being starting level players, the less that drop-off will be and the better you'll be long-term. Deck is a winning player. And I think that Deck will really contribute to this team for quite some time. He's looked really good. And maybe it's too soon to say that, but just from what we've seen, from talking to him, from just his overseas game and his NBA game so far, he looks like a quality NBA player. And I'm just fascinated by what he does the rest of this way. We also got an update from Mark on SGA. And it was just the blanket, he's progressing. Because remember, Mark said at the last time out that it's going to be two more weeks. And so two more weeks came and went against the Suns. That Suns game, whenever we talked to him, that was two weeks. That was a two-week mark. And he said that he's progressing, but there's no timeline yet. Well, if there's no timeline yet and he's only progressing, there's only seven games left. It certainly does not seem like SGA will play again this year. And, and we knew that on this podcast, but it just... They're not saying it yet, so it's not confirmed. Uh, there's nothing that is being left out of the conversation. But progressing in no timeline for a player who's hurt and there's only seven games in the season remaining, it does not sound like he'll be back. And that's a shame because he was so fun to watch this year. But you know what? You'll see him in the Olympics probably if he can get healthy. You'll see him next year, and he'll be here for a long, long time. So SGA's progressing. No update yet. No timeline yet. We'll see what happens these last seven games. So over the weekend, the Thunder lost to the Pelicans. 109 to 95. They got blown out by Indiana, 152 to 95. And then they lost to the Suns on a really bad call where Booker steps out of bounds and they don't uh, reverse the call. And the Suns win 123 to 120. The defense is certainly taking a step back for a while for Oklahoma City. But what's been interesting to me is to watch the offensive overcorrection. I feel like at this stage in the year, 
it's kind of a big enough sample size to say that we've overcorrected the offense in Oklahoma City too much because remember, at the start of the year, it was three, 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 three. It's like everyone was talking about how much threes they were shooting, how they've never done this before in Oklahoma City, uh, what's the philosophy there, why are they taking so many threes. Now, you didn't have good three-point shooters, but you were still generating with ball movement good three-point shots. And it feels like now they've overcorrected to, okay, we don't have the three-point shooter, so let's just pound the paint and go inside. But not every shot at the rim is a quality shot. When you're driving and shooting over two people, that's not a higher quality look than if that same guy who might not be good at threes shot a wide open three-pointer. And you've seen the evolution of this offense throughout this year. Of the start of the year, we were just in awe of how many threes were jacking up left and right, breaking records left and right, uh, thunder records left and right. And now it's just trying to attack the paint and pound the paint and get as many paint touches as possible. From what I've gathered from Mark, it seems like his philosophy is more geared towards what we saw at the start of the year with a, with as many three-points as possible and getting ball movement and getting open looks versus what we've seen recently. And I think that we've kind of just overcorrected in this year of we don't have the personnel to run my offense. Let's just pound the paint and see what happens because we have Moses Brown. We have all these seven-footers. We can just try it that way. To where I would just rather see them kind of continue to play their game that they played in the first half of the year and live and die by the three because that's kind of the path to victory long-term and to get everyone comfortable in that system now would be more beneficial than what they're doing currently. But I'm, I'm fascinated by how that progresses and how that changes for the rest of these seven games. And Darius Baisley continues to look good. Now, he did not play well against the Pacers, but you saw the score. Nobody played well against the Pacers. But against the Suns, he has 19 points, nine rebounds, three assists. Is more that playmaker. You saw him manipulate the pick and roll as a ball handler, which was awesome. On good efficiency, good shooting splits. And then again, against the Pelicans, good shooting splits on 15 points, six rebounds. Baisley's really put it all together here recently during this last stretch of the year. And I just want to see him so badly coexist with the rest of this team. Lou Dort, Poku, SGA. I want everyone healthy and playing together, which we're not going to get probably till next year. But Baisley is certainly putting it together compared to where he was at the start of this season. And his flaws at the start of the year was about defense's game planning for him and giving him more attention. Well, in a lot of these games, he's the only player who gets attention on the defensive, on the offensive end from the other defense. The big thing I want to see is how him and SGA coexist because whenever SGA's on the floor, he's this year turned into more of that spot-up shooter that just sit in the corner and wait, and that's not his game. He's got to be active. He's got to be moving. He's got to thrive in that capacity versus standing around and waiting for the ball. I want to see if him and SGA can get on the same page in that way because that can go a long way for the Thunder's development moving forward. In that Pacers game, everyone played terribly besides the big man. I mean, Tony Bradley and Moses Brown played well. Kenny Hustle played well. But it was the Pacers game, and everyone played just awful. That's why you lost by 50,000 points. And the Thunder now has the fourth best odds at getting the top overall pick, which really is kind of the second best odds at getting the top overall pick because all three teams at the, at the top or bottom, however you look at this, all, all the three teams that are worse than Oklahoma City, they all have a 14% chance of getting the top overall pick. And the Thunder have an 11.5% chance of getting the top overall pick. So in a way, you kind of have the second best thoughts of getting the uh, number one overall pick. So that's what has happened during this losing streak of three games. Now one and nine in the last 10 games. And things are trending in the right direction because the Timberwolves are six and four in their last 10 games. And they're ahead of you right now uh, on the standings. A big game coming up today. We'll talk about the week coming up for the Thunder. We'll talk about the power ranking roundup segment and get to your mailbag questions Coming up, but first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Locker Room. Locker Room is truly changing the way we talk about sports. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. It's the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me and other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. 
with your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting a room on Locker Room for Locked on Thunder once a week. And in fact, we're going to do that on Wednesday morning. So be sure to tune into that as well. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join the conversation about the league you love the most. You'll find fans like you on Locker Room to watch games with watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, the biggest news and rumors. You'll have the chance to chat with me and might even get a chance to be featured on the show, Locked on Thunder, throughout our Locker Room conversation. Be sure to join me this week. I'll be hosting the room on Wednesday at roughly 9.30 a.m. So go download the free Locker Room app currently available on all iOS devices and be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NFL, MLB, NHL, NBA group. The latest league updates. Follow me over there at Ryland underscore Styles. Be notified every single time I go live. That's at Ryland underscore Styles. Be notified every single time I go live on Locker Room. I know you will not want to miss it. I'm planning to be live this week, Wednesday at 9.30 a.m. I cannot wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the Thunder. See you there. Locker Room changing the way. We talk about sports. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life, homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We are back on Locked on Thunder on the Locked on Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Now, let's do our power ranking roundup segment because things are looking bleak for the Thunder right now in this season, and we've gotten everybody back down to reality Remember, we had a few holdouts that were putting the Thunder at like 26, 25. Yeah, not so much this week. This week, the highest number is 29. And you guessed it, they come from ESPN, who's always been high on the Thunder this year. And Sports Illustrated at both 29. And then 30 the rest of the way. So NBA.com, 30. Athletic.com, 30. Bleacher Report, 30. NBC, 30. And you know what, guys? This is the worst team in the NBA. It is. It's due to these injuries. It's due to trades. It's due to... Uh, Sam Presti kind of breaking the team down. But this team, as currently constructed, is the worst team in the NBA. Luckily, I don't think it'll be stuck there. But let's talk about the week ahead for the Thunder and, and how things might change. So tonight, they play the Kings. There's no De'Aaron Fox. There's no Therese Halliburton. And there's probably no Harrison Barnes. He's listed as doubtful right now. For Oklahoma City, there's no SGA. There's no Mike Muscala. And then Poku is questionable. You might win this game at home, folks. I mean, you're playing the, the Kings who are already bad and then they don't have Fox, Halliburton, or Harrison Barnes. You're probably going to win this game. I'm going to bet the Thunder win this game at plus five. And then Thursday and Saturday, you play back-to-back games in Golden State against the Warriors who are trying to get that, that play-in spot. And then you end the week on Sunday, the second night of back-to-back, this time in Sacramento to play the Kings in Sacktown. I think the biggest hurdle is tonight because the Kings are just so depleted. We'll see where the Kings are at on Sunday. 
this could be one of your wins again against the Kings, and that Boston game looms so large that you that you should not have won that game, right? You, the, the Celtics, by every metric, are a better team, but that night you found a way to beat them. That could be costly. We'll see what happens tonight, but the way you look at this is the reverse of what you would before. So, like, before, if the Thunder lost to a bad team, you say, well, we have to make it up somewhere else. So if you lost to, say, the Magic, then you have to make it up by beating a team you weren't supposed to beat. In this scenario... You won a game you weren't supposed to win, so now you have to lose a game that you probably shouldn't lose. So you probably shouldn't lose on paper right now to this Kings team. But to maximize the tank and to maximize your lottery odds and things like that, you'd really love to lose to this Kings team that you probably should beat. Like, it's just kind of a trade-off and, and kind of looking at things from the upside down, so to say. So I agree with all the outlets that this team is the worst in the NBA. And if you go over to Tankathon, this team is sitting at fourth right now, and Minnesota's trending in the right direction in terms of allowing the Thunder to jump them, and you could be in the top three. And the top three is where you want to be. That, that's it. You don't need to be number one. You don't need to be number two. You need to be somewhere in that top three. right? You don't have to be the worst ever because of these new lottery odds. The third worst team in the first, and the, and the worst team, absolutely worst team, they have the same odds. They have a 14% chance of getting number one and a 52.1% chance of getting in the top four. So like, you just got to be at three. You just got to find a way to get past Minnesota. It'll be tough. Can you do it? You're a game behind right now. Can you make that up? And being a game behind that top three odds, which is the place you want to be all year long, being a game behind with this Sacramento game looming, this makes Sacramento game a huge game. This Tuesday night game is going to be massive for the outcome of this season. And Minnesota, for some reason, I don't know why, they're not trying to throw in the towel. So they're not trying to tank anymore. They're kind of going for it and seeing what they have. Now they play Memphis and Miami. Those are two teams that should beat Minnesota, no matter what. But then they play Orlando, Detroit. That's two wins against those two teams because, frankly, the Timberwolves are going to try harder than both those two teams. But then you rattle off with Denver, Boston, and Dallas. And, and by that time, Dallas especially, Boston especially, could be playing for their playoff lives in the sense of the play-in, avoiding the play-in. They're going to make the playoffs, but avoiding that play-in spot is massive. And you saw Dallas lose to Sacramento, and, and those kind of teams were now have to make up those games and, and try to get away from that play-in and stay, and stay away from that play-in. Same with Boston, same with Denver. It'll be fascinating, but you know, you're gonna have two more wins for Minnesota, you know, Orlando and Detroit, just if all things go well on paper. And for Oklahoma City, though, you might have more than that because tonight's game against Sacramento could go your way. Golden State, Golden State, Sacramento, Sacramento coming up after that. And then you play Utah and the Clippers. And they're probably gonna be resting their players at that point. I mean, I think that the Clippers can find a way to safely avoid the play-in. By the time that we get to that May 25th or May 15th game, I should say, and Utah will be one or two by the time you get them to May 14th. And maybe they're fighting to be at one if they somehow slip. Maybe they're not. Who knows? But that's a very scary dynamic, and it'll be a very interesting last seven games for Oklahoma City. And you want to lose as many as possible. Look, do not get to the end and then mess it up, right? you've, You've gotten here in the perfect way in Oklahoma City. You had a fun first half of the year. It was exciting. You were thinking, hey, maybe they can do it again. Maybe they can you know, overachieve. Maybe they can do something special. And of course, none of the realistic people bought into that. But it did dangle that carrot for the casual fans to stay engaged all season long. And then you get to the All-Star break and you shut down Al Horford. You get SGA hurt. And now you are losing a ton of games going on that 14-game losing streak and you're right at the spot you want to be without all the pain for the entire year. Houston has had pain all year long. Detroit has not played well all year long. There was a moment of time where Oklahoma City played really good basketball. And then they fell off and got to their goal of being in that bottom three. If you can make up this one pesky game against Minnesota, all you have to do is get to three. 
Do not mess it up now. Find ways to lose games. It'll hurt for the, for the moment, but when you cash in those lottery chips and surround them with the talent that's already on this team, it'll feel really good at the end. Trust me on that one. So we're going to have our mailbag. This will be a two-part mailbag because we're already at the 17-minute mark, and so there's a lot of questions here, and I want to take the time for every single question. We're going to have part one at the end of this segment three, and then part two will be its own episode uh, or the majority of its own episode on Thursday, because Wednesday we're going to recap the game against Sacramento. But first, I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right, 20 years ago. Whenever I was three years old, you could have been going to rockauto.com and finding all the parts your car would ever need. You can still do that today. Go to their website. It's so easy to use, so easy to navigate. I love it. I love their website so much because I go there to rockauto.com. Whenever I go to rockauto.com, I just put my make, I put my model, I put my year into their database, and they're only going to show me car parts that are compatible with my vehicle. That way, I'm not wasting time or money or resources on parts I cannot use, parts I do not need, because without their website, I would have no idea what part I needed. I'd have no idea what, what dimensions or measurements I needed for my car. I just don't know those things. But what I do know is my make, my model, my year. And so whenever I put that into their website and into their database, they're only going to regurgitate to me the parts I can actually use. It's so convenient. It's so easy. So go to rockauto.com. They have an amazing selection. They have reliably low prices. They have all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Whenever you go there, tell them that Lockdown sent you and the how did you hear about us box and they'll know what to do from there. So go to rockauto.com. Tell them Lockdown sent you and the how did you hear about us box and they'll know what to do from there. Trust me, they have everything. They have things that are as small as windshield wipers and things as big as engines. They have everything. Just check it out rockauto.com on the parts your car will ever need. I also want to tell you about your friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sport action. Baseball season is in full swing at betonline.ag. Track it over there. This week in sport action, you still have the NFL draft that just wrapped up and you can bet on the rookie of the year candidates for this year's NFL season. You can bet on the Kentucky Derby that is going to continue its treacherous trek to the Triple Crown this weekend. Get all the latest news, odds, and information on all your sports needs, including the MLB, the NBA, the NHL, and all of your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check it out today. Getting the great sporting news. Sign up for bonuses, can, uh, contest information. Do not send the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the action. And as teams pe- prep for their playoff runs, you can too at betonline.ag. Get involved. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportbook experts. You know that we bet on every single Thunder game. So bet with me over there, betonline.ag. And today's tip of the day for the Gaming of the Kings was Oklahoma City Plus 5. I think the Oklahoma City Plus 5 is almost a lock, so go ahead and put that in there. Betonline.ag, your online sportbook experts, promo code locked on at betonline.ag. And so I wanted to have this third segment kind of be the first part of the mailbag because, again, I just... I feel so grateful and thankful for everyone who's reached out over the last couple of days and understood that we didn't have a podcast Monday, but I, I went out of my way to get one out on Friday for everyone and explain the situation. You know, the, the support and the prayers and everything has been great, and I want to, in some way, reward listeners for that, and, and I want to get you guys involved in the show. So we put out another mailbag to kind of do that because, again, this cannot even begin to express how thankful I am for everyone who listens to the show and understands what's happening and has sent their love and support. I appreciate that a ton. So we'll have a couple questions right now, and then we'll have an entire episode dedicated to it uh, about Thursday, because again, Wednesday, we're going to recap the Kings game. So a small break, and then we'll back at it on Thursday. Friday, we'll have a stock watch episode and all the fun things we do on Friday, and we'll be back again next week. So the first question comes from at TopGamer77. 
Evan Mobley or Jalen Green number two? So this question is interesting because it, it's a question that can go a multitude of ways. If you're asking me who the Thunder should take or who any team should take at number two, like who you should grab at number two and draft, I would say Evan Mobley because he has the talent, he has the intangibles, he has the potential, right, to be the second best player in this draft. And that upside is massive. If you're asking me who's number two on my big board, it's a different answer. And the thing here is Evan Mobley can be that unique player. He can be that player we don't see very often. And, and you heard Richard's statement. I give him a hard time because on this podcast, he talked about how Evan Mobley can be Kevin Durant. And we, we have a good laugh about that, but that's not exactly what he meant. You know, of course we had some fun with him, you know, but if, if Evan Mobley can be a player where Kevin Durant is even thought about in the evaluation process. And, and again, not exactly what he meant, but the ability to handle the ball, the ability to do things like a wing would at his frame, at his body as a big man, that is the potential. And that is the upside. You cannot pass on the NBA draft in actuality, because at the end of the day, if he reaches that ceiling, there are far less seven Mobley's out there than if Jalen green reaches his ceiling. If Jalen green at, at that guard position, which is that, which is that ceiling and reaches what he can do on the floor, He's not exactly a dime a dozen because it should be really good, but it's more easy to find. If Evan Mobley at his size reaches all the potential in the world that he can, it's hard to find one of those guys. There's only about three or four in the NBA compared to the, the amount of guards who can fill up the bucket and, and can play some solid defense. Those guys come along more often than the big men do that can do all those things and handle the ball and things like that. So the pick at number two, I think has to be Evan Mobley. You have to take that swing who I would bank on to be the better, the better player because of the safeness of, I feel, Jalen Green. I'm going to go Jalen Green number two. I love Jalen Green's game. You know that about me. I've admitted my bias every single time. We talk about the draft. You know, I'm higher on him than our draft experts, which you should probably listen to more than me. But I love Jalen Green's game. I think he's going to be a very special player. I would take him at number two on my big board. But again, in actuality, when you turn, up that, when you turn that card in for the NBA draft, it's hard to pass up on Evan Mobley because if you hit... You cannot find one of those guys just lying around somewhere. Right? This is, it's a special talent. Then the next question comes from at MK325491. Are the Lakers in trouble since falling down to the seventh seed in the West? Will they be in that play-in? You know, I think that they'll find their way out of the play-in, right? They'll, they're going to survive and they're going to make it out of the play-in because of the Lakers and things typically fall right for the Lakers. But for me... If I'm the NBA, and we talk about this a lot on the other end, right? We talk about a lot how the NBA rigs things for LA or these bigger markets and how they want them to succeed. If I'm the NBA, quite honestly, I want the Lakers in the play-in. I want to do everything I can to make the Lakers in the play-in because the Lakers with LeBron and AD, they're going to be good enough to overcome that, right? To overcome the wackiness of a play-in. And it'll just be the drama and you'll and you'll bank in that TV rating. Because let's face it, in, in the NBA playoff situation... You're trying to captivate casual fans and even non-NBA fans. You're not trying to captivate me when you're making up matchups and hoping for matchups. I'm going to watch any game there is. And if you're listening to this podcast right now for a team that's lost 14 straight games at one point and now will have lost three in a row and they've been eliminated from the playoffs, you're locked into the NBA. You are an NBA fanatic. You're going to watch whatever matchups they throw at you. We're not the demographic that they're targeting whenever they make up these dream scenarios, right? And, and while I'd be fascinated by a play-in game that features any team, like I'd watch any of them, you look at those teams that can compete for the play-in, 
It's Golden State, who, yeah, they have Steph Curry, but beyond that, he's the only recognizable name on that team for the casual or non-NBA fan. It's Golden State. It's it's San Antonio. I mean, they have nothing that you'd want to watch if you're just a casual NBA viewer. Memphis has John Morant. Portland has Dame. Those are the teams that are kind of floating around that play-in region in the West. And again, those storylines are there for the diehard NBA fans. I'd love to watch San Antonio play anybody or Memphis or Portland or whatever. But I'm a diehard NBA fan. I know everything about the NBA, and I watch it every single night, and you do too. For the non and for the casual fans, they'd much rather tune in on a random day for a one-game play-in or two-game play-in whenever it has LeBron and AD versus anybody else. So to maximize the TV revenue, to maximize uh, the interest, the Lakers being the play would be awesome for the NBA. We talk about a lot on on how they're going to have these conspiracies to, to get the Lakers a huge advantage. The real moneymaker here would be having a conspiracy to knock them down and to have them to play in. That way you get the play in money and you're not having to worry about, okay, are casual fans going to care whenever it's, you know, Portland and San Antonio? I don't know. I don't think that people really care that much about Portland and San Antonio. I think though at the end of the day, the Lakers will avoid the play in. And I think that LeBron going out there and saying the guy who made the play-in should be fired was kind of a bad look for him, considering that he, less than a year ago, said the play-in was great. You know, he literally in March last year said it was great, and now is saying it sucks because he's in it. Um, you know, the play-in again this year, not a good idea because of the truncated schedule. In general, it's a great idea. In general, in a non-pandemic year, it's a fabulous idea because it creates interest in these games moving forward. And it creates more teams engaged and involved. The Wizards should have been dead and buried in a normal year, but because all they have to get to is 10 instead of 8, they were able to make that comeback and able to make that rally to where now they're they're coming in and out of the play-in. And I think when the dust settles, they're going to be in the play-in. And at one time, they were like one of the worst teams in the NBA. So, like, the play-ins worked wonders for the league itself. It's just the stress of a pandemic and the and the short-sightedness and, and, and the short amount of days you can squeeze us in in a pandemic that's really hurting it. Whereas next year, without question, we'll all view this as an awesome thing. So coming up tomorrow, we'll recap the Kings game on Thursday. We'll have part two of our mailbag. Still a ton of great questions about the rebuild and about the Thunder and about Jerry Seinfeld. So tune in on Thursday for the second part of this mailbag episode on Lockdown Thunder. I appreciate all the support recently. Again, I just cannot thank you all enough. So be good and be good to one another. And we'll see you tomorrow on Lockdown Thunder. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.